Happy Juneteenth, fam. Happy Juneteenth from your girl, Shanira, the mouthpiece from Ask a Black Woman, the podcast, where if you ask a black woman a question, you better be ready for the answer. Now, you know, I said that I was going to drop two more episodes before I went black to finish the book, but here on Juneteenth, um, 2020, um, I was getting my rest on. I told people I wasn't working on, on the holiday. I wasn't working. Um, I know the ancestors, once they got the news, the last thing they wanted to do was work. I say rest, people. Rest is just as good for the revolution as a rally. So I was sitting here eating my yummy um, vegan Polish sausages, amen, smothered in grilled onions and sauerkraut and mustard and barbecue sauce. Oh, yes. And a smoothie. Anyway, I was sitting here and I watched a movie called Miss Juneteenth starring Nicole Bahari, Kendrick Sampson and Alexis Chikese. I hope I'm saying her name right. Um, it looks like it was in the uh, Sundance Film Festival and some other presentations. And it was such a great movie. And this is off the dome. I just literally finished wa- watching it five minutes ago. And here's why I like it. Because um, not just for the historical context of it. So it's like um, Nicole Bahari's um, character won the Juneteenth um, pageant in texas um 15 years prior to where our movie begins and so she has a daughter who just turned 15 and her daughter is her dream and what you see is the struggles of um what almost it's basically a single mom um lights being cut off uh working multiple jobs and really trying to raise a teenage girl and with a dad uh, a daddy who is not really um a dad he's not really a husband in a lot of ways and the tension that goes there and I don't even want to stay on that part but the reason why this thing really touched me aside from um, the historical content you see this town and how this town knows the importance of Juneteenth. I did not know anything about Juneteenth until my late 30s. I am yet going to be 42 in a couple of months. And it wasn't in my um, public school formal education. It wasn't there. And so the the privilege of this small black town in Texas that they have this history, they have this heritage is 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 very very integral to throughout the whole premise of the movie but when we look into um turquoise jones turquoise jones jones is um, nicole's character when we look at nicole's character and we see the pride in what she has and i resonate so much with her and i found myself apologizing and really seeing the tension between my mom um trying to raise me as a single mom um, how, you know, uh, catching her, you know, seeing the, da- um, the daughter have her f- first boyfriend and, and, and how they must have sent attention away through her daughter's body and the danger and the fear that she has that her daughter might go on to repeat some things and kind of end up like her. And I didn't understand it when my mom was, my mom wasn't very vocal, uh, or even loving, I would say, as in those drippy, sweet kind of relationships because she was yet fighting with life and trying to survive. And even though um, Alexis's character, the 15-year-old daughter, um, she wasn't 
um, aggressively, overtly disrespectful. She did show those ways of being disrespectful. And I saw myself in her. I was a smart child. I was not the most disrespectful, but the, even those parts where I showed the disrespect was met instantly by a backhand and more so abuse by my mom. But stepping back from it and even seeing it in this relationship with this mother and daughter, I got it right now. And I understand where a mom may see that her quote unquote, her time and that season is gone. And so Nicole's character says something like, um, she is my future. And my mom feeling that same kind of anguish and the sacrifice, my God, the sacrifices that the mom makes to make it happen and how the lights got cut off and she get, had that cake for her and she got her the pretty necklace and she she strove got dug deep in her well to pull out joy in the darkness and her daughter was like why didn't you just go turn the lights on and it wasn't even about that it was like just for this moment I wanted to just give you and you need to see that I'm trying to I see further into that and it wasn't until um that baby showed up there on that stage for the dress rehearsal and didn't have her dress and then when they get home and the dad is posted up in the damn bed with his excuses and the daughter sees that that she kind of got it she got it and um so this story is really 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 about black motherhood the relationship between black mothers and daughters. And um, even at almost 42 years old, how I am still learning about my mother who passed almost two years ago. And so I'm thankful for this body of work. And I'm thankful for the authenticity of it all because another part of the story was... Um, Nicole's um, tension with her own mother and how her mother um, rejected her and you think it's just her mother's being a holy roller and she fell short of her mother's holy rolling expectations but then later on that day the mother shows up and is scuzzy drunk at Nicole's part-time job and how she was able to show love to her mama and take her home and clean her up in her drunken stupor and my mother was an alcoholic to the day she died. And the tension of how even the daughters carry the weight of having to be the mender and the forgiver of the mother's sins and understanding the demons that they deal with. And just looking at the generational tension and how fragile it is because what could stop um, the daughter from following in Nicole's um, footsteps and becoming pregnant and having to struggle all over again. And then Nicole turning into her mom and how this generational thing could repeat itself. It's, it can, it's complicated, right? And um, I saw so much of my mom in there. And it was beautiful because this another part about it. I like the fact that it was actually taped in Texas and you saw the culture of the black people who lived there and they weren't perfect and they weren't all made up. It was in a juke joint 
in the dirty south and they were making the most of what they had in this joke joint so to speak and they were doing their line dances and they were um just grabbing getting a piece of what they could out of life and making merry with it and that was the beauty of it right and then the conversation that she had with Mr. Wayman how over the overall thing was that even though she was Miss Juneteenth and she always dreamed big and that was something that everybody said about her throughout the movie and this one thing about her she never gave up about her dreams and how she would try to clean up the um the the rib joint and, and try to have it a standard and you need to get this fixed and Mr. Wayman would, when she said that's the Amer- that's the American dream when that the funeral home guy went and got a loan to get another to expand his funeral home business and mr wayman looked at her and said listen i own this free and clear don't know white man own this right here and that meant so much but she didn't get it until the end when he was about to go down there downtown and see what he could get for the place but she got it and this was her beginning was so beautiful and i am in tears and that's my review of miss juneteenth this is definitely one of those films that are for the culture so i hope that you'll go and support this and i am a fan rest up people rest up for the revolution thank you